Well, this is David Prairie. Today is Tuesday, June 18th, 2019. I'm here in Anchorage, Alaska with my good friend, Scott Kirby. Scott, thanks so much for taking some time to talk with us today. Um, why don't you tell us what your title is? Oh, man. I'm, I'm the leader and founder of GraceWorks Alaska, also known as Global Partnership Ministries. And I've known you since 2011. I came up here on a trip uh, with Grace Baptist. Uh, we were connected through a mutual friend, Tom Kilpatrick. Um, GraceWorks started, though, even before, before we started coming. GraceWorks got started when? I moved to Alaska in 19, uh, 2005. And um, I was good at doing volunteer teams, but I just wasn't sure how to use volunteer teams effectively here in Alaska. And a pastor here in Anchorage, uh, Randy Graham, invited me to come have a meeting with me. And he said, Scott, you're really good at volunteer teams. Why don't you do da-da-da-da-da-da-da? And he laid out our entire vision of what we do now. And then he said, Scott... Uh, you could call it something like Graceworks. And I said, well, that's a nice name. And so that was really the beginning of the vision. So what what is the, so Randy is the pastor of what church? Grandview Baptist Church. And he's still the pastor there, right? He's still there. That's right. We've connected with him before. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, what what is the da-da-da-da-da? What is the vision? Thank you for asking me about the da-da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> Basically, the vision is to use volunteer teams, not just painting a wall or, or, or laying blocks, but directly engaging people in gospel conversations. And so the question is, here in Alaska, where is the best way, what is the best way to really connect with people? And so Randy's suggestion was, why don't you focus on local parks and you do a combination of backyard Bible school type stuff, recreation, sports, crafts, games with kids and parents, and even do evening evangelistic park parties in the park, which helps you make a transition from working with youth and children to moms and dads. And so that's pretty much been the model from the get-go, David. Yeah. Now, how many parks did you start with? Oh, man, probably one. I can't even remember. Really? And how many parks are, are is GraceWorks operating uh, in now? We'll be in 17 parks this summer. Okay. And that's every day, all summer long. It's pretty exciting. Good. Now, you don't sound like you're from Alaska. Where, I, where are you from originally? I have a Georgia accent, pardon me. Uh, but... Um, and even though I've been here 13 years, it's not going to go away. And my wife one time asked, I asked her when we first got married, I said, would you like me to take some lessons to, to, to not sound so Southern? And she said she liked the accent. So sorry, folks, that's what you got. So your wife is not from Georgia? No, she's from up here. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so what? tell us about your, your family, just a little bit about growing up in Georgia. Tell us about your family. What kind of family did you grow uh, up in? I grew in? up in a, a Christian home, but I'm not sure they knew Jesus. Went to a, probably not, not a very conservative church. And uh, in high school, a young lady 
invited me to Camus Crusade, which it was called at that time now Crew, yep. uh, meeting, student meeting in Roswell, Georgia. And then she pulled out a four spiritual laws tract and shared the gospel with me. I was more interested in staring into her beautiful brown eyes, I think, at the time than I was listening. But took that track home and and uh, had a time with God that night and said, Jesus, if I don't understand this, but I want what these young people have. I want you to come into my life and change me, forgive my sins. And my life changed dramatically after that. Went to college, went on to seminary. You were how old when you were converted? I got saved at 17. I was pastoring a little country church when I was 19. Didn't have a clue what I was doing. Wow. But Very I could good. preach. Well, that's a clue. That's good. Um, so what what brought you to Anchorage? You said you didn't have the vision for Anchorage until, uh, the vision for GraceWorks until after you'd already I've moved been here. doing teams uh, international, overseas, especially Romania. Yeah. And in the 1990s, that was a very popular destination for mission teams. But, but after the 90s, it began to really drop out pretty dramatically. And I had come to Alaska with my son uh, on a trip and, and just fell in love with Alaska and kept coming back in a little spare time I had each year for several years. And some of the church leaders said, Scott, you know, you're good at volunteer teams. Why don't you do it here in Alaska? Uh, it's a big deal to move from Georgia to Alaska. Yeah. And so I remember I was sitting in a trailer up here fishing. I had a camper. And that morning I woke up and it was just raining cats and dogs. That's a southern phrase, y'all. Mm-hmm. And... And I knew I just couldn't get out fishing. And so I'd been wrestling with, should I move to Alaska? And I'm laying in bed here in the rain. I said, God, it'd be really cool if you just give me a clear word today about what I should do. And that morning I got out of bed. I made my coffee. And my normal procedure was to have my Bible reading and then read from a Christian devotional book. And I was working my way through Chuck Swindoll's book, come before winter and so I opened up the passage that was started to read that day and Swindoll writes you've been praying about doing something but you've been scared and people think you're crazy go for it do it step out and trust God and I just started crying that was my word to go ahead and do it wow uh, can you tell us a little bit about how the park ministry how each park is connected to a local church and why that's important so that GraceWorks now in a way is has this network of churches that it works with. Our big vision, even though we excel in caring for volunteer teams, that's not command of Scripture. The command of Scripture is to make disciples, yeah. uh, which is a lot harder than just going and doing evangelism even. Um, and so part of our strategy is to partner with local churches and local church planters here in Anchorage to support the work that they're doing and to involve them in the work that we're doing. Uh, and so in most of our parks, we have partner churches or partner church planters mm-hmm. 
working with us. Some are better than others. Uh, and frankly, we work the best with church planters. Okay. And I really have in future dream of GraceWorks to see us begin to facilitate church planting under the umbrella of our mission more. Now, you talked to us a little bit, uh, some of us at dinner last night, about just your own background. So where where did you go to school? What have you studied that kind of led you into a career like this? Well, my calling to ministry was not long after I got saved. Um, I had shared Christ with for the first time with my best friend, Brent, and I do believe he, he trusted Christ that time. Three weeks later, he was killed in a motorcycle accident, and I realized this is serious stuff. This is heaven or hell, life and death, and uh, I felt a calling to begin to do that, um, and so I was starting at Georgia Tech in architecture, and after about a year knowing I was going to go into ministry, I went to the University of Georgia got a history degree, pastored a little country church while I was there, owned a seminary at Dallas Theological Seminary, and then later on did a doctorate at Southeastern Baptist Theological okay. Seminary in missions. Yeah. Georgia Tech and UGA. I'm pretty schizophrenic, and my dad brought me up Auburn, so. Wow. Um, but I do know he did teach me not to pull for Alabama. Okay. You know? Well, that's, we can agree there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now, our, our role is a volunteer team, and by volunteer team, I do mean we're from Tennessee. We are the volunteer team. Um, our role is a volunteer team. I get it. <laughs> how, um, how crucial is what we do? So we're here now. We've got 18 of us from Chattanooga. We're up here for a week. Um, how how important is our role as a volunteer team? How, how much do you rely on your volunteer teams? Alaska is ranked the least church attending state in America. Our mission vision is to see a reproducing Jesus movement in the state. Um, right now, the churches that we have in the state, most of them are very small, they're very weak, and most of their energy goes to keep their in-house stuff going on and there's not much energy funds or personnel to get outside the doors into the lost corners and pockets in our state and so our vision is to use volunteers like you guys uh, to go and reach into these areas that are just not being touched with the gospel nobody's reaching these folks and so you are an essential part and we really believe you're a gift from God to the state of Alaska in terms of helping us bring the most amazing message ever to the people of this state and then the connection then is uh, as we as volunteer teams are able to point people to Christ maybe even lead somebody to the Lord uh, that they then get connected to the partner church. That is the plan. So that the church does the yes, sir. ongoing discipleship. The connection is that they partner, they people that we reach connect with the local churches yeah. here. And yeah. 
Sometimes we see that. Sometimes we don't. Yeah. What are what is your take on um, pros and cons of short term missions? So we come up here for a week. Okay. We raise a lot of money to do so. Um, we love coming here. We've loved our partnership with you guys. But but there can be downsides to just only giving a week out of the year or, or spending a lot of money in that way. We're happy to do it. We love the partnership, but, but certainly there are pros and cons to that. Can you explain why? Um, Maybe some what, on both sides? Uh, yeah. Actually, I did my doctoral paper yeah. on this very question, yeah. and I'm not going to give you a doctoral answer, I promise. But the deal is, number one, this is going to change your lives. You guys are going to come back more mission-focused. You're going to give more to missions in your local church. You're going to pray more. Many of you are going to get called into vocational missions. You're going to become long-term missionaries. Um, uh, there is no doubt that sometimes the greater benefit is for the missionaries you send up rather than for the folks you're working with. However, let me tell you another story um, that is very raw and, and recent here in Alaska. Uh, about two weeks ago, a young woman, 19 years old, uh, was basically taken by five other teenagers, taken to a, a um, up to Thunderbird Falls. Some of y'all may have been there. Thunderbird Falls, her hands and feet wrapped in duct tape, shot in the head, and thrown into the river and murdered. Um, and some guy in Ohio had offered the guy who shot her a million dollars if he would film it and send it to her. So it's, it's a big deal in national news right now. The rest of that story is about three years ago, a lady on one of our volunteer teams in one of our other parks uh, actually shared the gospel and led that girl who was murdered to Christ. Um, and so, golly, how much is one soul worth? Um, another story about three years ago in Palmer, Alaska, there was five children that came regularly all the month of July working at, to our park where we were working and serving. And uh, several of those girls came to Christ and became really tight with some of our staff and girls on the teams. About a month later, there was um, uh, in a trailer in Palmer, mother had gotten up with the children still sleeping and mother started cooking dinner. She got a phone call to go pick up somebody. Daddy had already gone to work. She just ran out the house, left the fire on in the oven. The trailer caught fire and all five of the little girls who had been coming to our park in July died. And again, we're reminded there's an urgency to get the gospel message out and volunteers play a, a great role in that. Um, you, men you mentioned having written about the importance of short-term trips. Is that is that dissertation published? I feel like you gave that out. I do have um, uh, a book published by New Hope Publishers called Equipped for Adventure. Okay. 
which talks about how to organize and lead volunteer teams. Yeah. I have a non-published but printed thing from a publisher in Knoxville, okay. Tennessee, uh, on basically, now that you've finished up a mission trip, where do you go from here? And, yeah. and I do sell those through our website okay. of our mission organization. Yeah, I think I have both of those. Have you, and, and you're, Scott's a prolific author, You've written, you've written another, you've written, I guess it's a book on dating that was, as you tell it, a bestseller, right? A million years ago, I did write a book on Christian dating, which next to Josh McDowell's book uh, was the bestseller, and it stayed in print for about 25 years, which dates me a lot, but it's still, I think, the best thing written uh, on just applying biblical principles to guy-girl pre-marriage relationships. Yeah. Good. Uh, have you served as a pastor elsewhere? You mentioned you had a church in um, when you were very young. You were 19. Have you served as pastor, or are you currently serving as an elder or anything um, in any churches? I served as a pastor in two different churches in Georgia for about 14 years total before I started our mission organization and I serve as kind of unpaid staff on my church here in Alaska uh, not as lead pastor but as kind of missions person even now that's yeah, your role yeah but it's unpaid right and what, what what is your home church here home church is Calvary Baptist Church okay. Anchorage Alaska yeah good good so you um, you still have so Anchorage is home for you now but you are pretty regularly leading teams to other places as well. You mentioned Romania. You still regularly go there. How, what, what's the mission in Romania like? Anchorage is home. I've been here 13 years. And, but uh, before that, I was leading teams in Eastern Europe, Romania, Ukraine, Moldova, yes. Russia, Africa uh, regularly. And I still miss that. So at least once a year, I'll be off. And I'll be every November taking teams to Ukraine and and Romania uh, every year. You do similar work there that you do in Anchorage? Are the teams designed to do the same thing, or is it a different kind it's of work? It's different in the sense that we're partnering with usually local Baptist churches there and encouraging them in their ministry and, and, and then also evangelistic outreach into villages that have no evangelical church okay good what are some of the biggest changes that grace works has undergone oh, really since its inception but maybe even since some of us have been here last year are there any not notable oh boy um it's all good um we have progressively every year grow as a as a mission and one of the things is I've had to grow as a leader and actually have allowed myself to take leadership training under the John Maxwell umbrella of things to make me a better leader because as the mission grew, I needed to grow. Uh, this thing has just gotten so giant now. Right now, our mission has, uh, right now in summer, we've got 52 volunteer staff serving our mission teams. Uh, we're working at four different housing locations, which means we're running four different kitchens, mm -hmm. and they're all amazing food. Uh, yep. We're running 20 
seven vehicles that we own plus some borrowed vehicles. We have 11 cargo trailers, five campers, a shower trailer that didn't work last week, uh, and a missionary airplane. And this is not a 60 million Creflo dollar airplane. This is a $30,000 Cessna 172 for mission flying. And I travel over to villages and teach Bible studies weekly when the weather's good. Good. Um, how many volunteers will come up with GraceWorks this summer? Uh, we're going to have, counting our volunteer staff, about 1,300 volunteers just this summer. And that's for about eight weeks, right? Yes. June and July? Yes. Wow. It's crazy. It is. Uh, what do you recommend that folks should read on the topics of missions, maybe long-term missions, short-term missions, um, evangelism, seeking God's will in those things. Anything you recommend that folks should oh, get their hands on and read? The best thing written in my lifetime is John Piper's book, Let the Nations Be Glad. Yeah. And you don't have to read the whole book. If you read the first chapter of Piper's book, you've got it. But that is the clearest thing out there on the subject of missions. Uh, also, I would recommend if you're wanting to chase this thing of, of, you know, God, do you want me to be more of a leader, whether it means I'm a missionary or just a leader in the church, go through the Perspectives in the World Christian Movement course. Um, and if you can't find a course that's taught in your community and you just look that up online, World Christian Movement. Yeah, just perspectives that. in the World Christian Movement. Okay. And grab the book. It's pretty thick, uh, but it's uh, it's amazing, and it's the best thing out there. Good. And we don't want to keep you uh, too long. Anything else you want to uh, add that you feel like we should know about as a as a volunteer team or as a as we take information back to our home church? Anything you want to uh, share with us that I haven't asked you? I just want to give a big thanks uh, for the willingness of folks to come up to Alaska and invest their money and their time to bring the gospel to people here in our state. It's a big deal and we take that charge very serious. We're especially grateful for churches that have long-term commitments like Grace Baptist Church in Chattanooga um, to just stand with us during this time. And uh, God, we're making a difference. We're getting things done. And missions is not easy. George Burwer says it's messy sometimes, all the time. Mm -hmm. But we are actually accomplishing stuff for the kingdom. And I'm, I want to thank you all for being part of that. Well, I'm sure we could talk all day, but I do appreciate the time you have given us. Thanks for answering some questions for us and for uh, letting us sit in on this conversation. Thank you very much.